Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, good morning, everyone. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, 28th day of June 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Hot day yesterday, that hotness continues today, although not as hot as yesterday, but it's still going to be uh, spicy over the course of the next couple of days, so hopefully you can enjoy that a little bit while staying out of the heat, not getting heat stroke, not getting sunburn, Big J. Man, yeah, I feel bad for everybody who's got to work outside. Absolutely. Those of you that are doing real work uh, and actual jobs, God bless you. It can't be easy around this time of year. Uh, and then, but don't worry. I mean, that's the beauty of Idaho, I guess. Uh, the seasons like last like two weeks around here, and then uh, things get weird, and then they kind of ramp back around. But nothing is like, you know, where it's like Arizona, where it's stupid hot forever. So there's that. Uh, today on the show, we have an opportunity for you to help out Big J in selecting a movie with a little thing called streaming dumbass. You're gonna kick that off in about 20 minutes, so you'll uh, your assistance is requested via the TDS Fiber text line to select a movie for Big J. That's going to happen over the course of the show today. We also have a chance for you to go check out Dirty Heads and Soja. That show is this evening at the Idaho Center Amphitheater, a nice outdoor show. You can enjoy yourself some music, some vibes, and Big J probably some secondhand marijuana smoke at some point. Yeah. Over the course of the <laughs> Dirty Heads show, it's guaranteed. At a Dirty Heads show. So there's that that's going to be happening tonight and all sorts of other fun over the course of the show today. At least that is the goal. But we should probably get started with some music. Filter's going to kick things off here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, you've heard of the Tree Fort Music Festival, have you not? Yeah, yeah, it happens right here in uh, Treasure Valley. And guess what? The people behind that festival announced yesterday there's going to be a whole new music festival here in the Treasure Valley. Here's a new it. one? Yep. Get ready for not just Tree Fort, but also a Flipside Festival, Big J. It's going to be happening at Garden City. It is a music and art festival that will be held on September 23rd through September 25th of this year. Outdoor festival open to all ages, and Duck Club are the people that are putting it on. Of course, those are the people that work with Tree Fort. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking to kind of try to up, I guess, the public's perception of a little place called Garden City. It's going to be a multi-venue festival. It'll feature 50 uh, touring as well as local bands and a bunch of local artists painting murals around uh, Garden City as they, I believe, are trying to kind of tap into that and some of that freak alley energy, you understand? Yeah. So uh, the venues are going to be Visual Arts Collective, of course, Barbarian Brewing, uh, Push and Pour, Sorrell's Place, Zero Roots Race Market, Coiled Wines, Community Square Development, Sandbar, and Riverside Hotel, and a bunch more. And uh, they're already putting tickets on sale. You can grab early bird passes for the entire festival beginning on the 30th of this month for 69 bucks. 
and then general admission beginning on July 1st will be $89. They haven't announced any artists yet, but just know the full lineup will be available on August the 2nd. That's when they'll start rolling out bands, but it will be happening in September, so we're going to have another three-day music festival in and around the Treasure Valley, Big wow. J. We'll see how it goes. I'm guessing this is going to be a lot of like busking and kind of singer-songwriter kind of things. I'm not sure you're going to have a full-on stage set up. Uh, I'm not even sure where that yeah. would be. What the biggest venue to me is the back parking lot, but we'll see what happens. Either way, I mean, listen, whenever you have a festival that can garner enough attention that it brings in 50 bands from across the country, uh, it's a fairly big deal, whether it's not in our wheelhouse musically or otherwise. It's still an interesting and good thing for the community. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. So we'll see come August if there's anything in the rock world that kind of dips its toe into that particular festival, but just know there's going to be another one coming. Told you yesterday there's going to be some suspensions handed down because of that big old brawl that happened in the baseball game on Sunday, and yesterday they were messing around. MLB suspended 12 players and coaches between the Angels and the Mariners over a brawl with the two teams a day earlier. Phil Nevin, uh, the Angels manager, had the longest suspension. He's out for 10 games. Uh, Jesse Winkler was suspended for seven. He's the guy that got hit and then charged the dugout that kind of caused the brawl. Among the others, Mariner shortstop J.P. Crawford received five games. Ryan Tapera, Andrew Wants from the Angels suspended for three. Julio Rodriguez and Rasiel Iglesias received two games. And we'll see what ends up happening. Of course, there's appeals that could happen and all that kind of stuff. But it was a pretty big brawl that lasted like 17 minutes. I mean, it was a long one. So you knew that there was going to be some real, you know, punishments handed out. And of course, there were. They're continuing with Madam Web, the uh, Sony kind of world that they're dicking, dealing into with the whole uh, kind of like Spider-Man villain world. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I just watched Morbius over the weekend. Oh, why oh. would you do that? It was a joke. Like I went over to a friend's what house, a joke, and, hilarious, and we started watching something, and then they turned on Morbius, and they're like, "We're all gonna watch this terrible movie together," and it was awful. Um, but uh, according to the report, we all we already knew that Dakota Johnson was in it. We already knew that Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria was in it, and now we know that Emma Roberts from American Horror Story has joined the cast of Madam Web. So we're going to get more Spider-Man villainy. What happens and where they go with it, and what they're doing, if they are really—I mean, the Morbius film really did try to set up the Sinister Six kind of thing. Although, again, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Oh no, <laughs> dude. I, I mean, I, I there are some, like, it's not as god-awful as you think. Like, some of it actually looks pretty damn good, but the story and the plot makes zero sense in Morbius. Like, it's it, either there were way too many studio notes, or they really had no idea where they're going. And judging from the Sony cinematic universe, now, I know that there are people out there that enjoyed Venom. I watched both of them, and I didn't like either one. And uh, now I've seen Morbius, so I'm well-versed, unfortunately, in movies that Sony are making that are uh, Spider-Man adjacent but refuse to re- you know, reference or include Spider-Man, and none of them are any good. So I, uh, while I enjoy the cast of this movie, Madam Web, I'm not good holding luck. my breath. Yeah. Good luck. I'm not holding my yeah. breath. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. This is the part of the show where we require your assistance. Big J is going to have to watch a movie tonight. What movie he watches is entirely up to you, the collective X-Rock audience. I am going to read off the description of three movies. You will not hear who stars in that movie. You will not hear the title of the movie. You won't even hear what streaming channel you'll find it on. 
You just need to select a movie for Big J by listening to the description and seeing which one you think he would enjoy or not enjoy. Whether you want to torture him or not is up to you. Uh, but you text in movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three to the TDS Fiber text line at 208-287-1003. The movie that gets the most votes is the one that Big J will watch. Usually, I like to have a little bit of fun where there's some sort of connective string tying all three <laughs> of these movies together. And in today's particular version of Streaming Dumbass, you'll find two separate strings to tie these movies together. One of them obvious, the other not so much. But all will be revealed. Are you ready? Yeah. Movie number one. When an alien invasion interrupts a gathering of old friends, two childhood friends reunite after years apart and decide it's time to fight back. <laughs> Movie number two. A tale of two longtime friends and heroes as they begin a jury journey far away from home. Once they return, they're forced to fight back against raiders that are attempting to take over their village. Movie number three. Two longtime friends who have worked together for most of their lives decide to hatch an outlandish scheme to trick their enemies and perhaps change the course of history. Those are the movies. You just have to decide which one do you want Big J to watch. Movie number one, Alien Fight Back Time. Movie number two, Heroes Take Back Their Home. Movie number three, History Changing Tricksters. Which one's it going to be? Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Text it all in to the TDS Fiber text line at 208-287-1003. Any, does any of these movies' description sound familiar? No. Okay. No. So Big J's flying blind. It's entirely up to you which one he watches. Could you see the string, that at least the one that's pretty obvious that ties all three together? Aliens. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, aliens is only mentioned in one. Uh, the first string that's fairly obvious. Friends. Yes, both all three movies involve two friends teaming up to do something. That is the obvious one. I will reveal the titles, the winner, and the not-so-obvious string as Streaming Dumbass concludes. That's coming up next on the X-Rocks. That is Nine Inch Nails. That is Closer here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. I imagine the votes have been tabulated. Do we have a no, winner? I, I for st- oh, God, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, for Streaming Dumbass, is there a movie that has won? Yes. Wonderful. Then we yes. need to go in order as to which one the um, they picked last, which movie came in third. Coming in uh, third is movie number three. Uh, movie number three was the only movie that was based in true life or based on a true story, oh. if you will. Uh, it was called Operation Mincemeat. It stars Colin Firth and Jason Isaac, and it's available on Netflix, Big J. All right. You will not be watching that unless you do so in your own personal time. Uh, what movie came in second place? Coming in uh, second place is movie number one. Movie number one is a movie called Blasted, an original Netflix film about a bachelor party that goes wrong, the comedy of the bunch. It starred Axel Boyum and Ingrid Bedell. Uh, if you haven't by now figured out the secret theme in between all three, all three of these movies, Big J also foreign films. Oh. Uh, so oh, that's gross. what you'll be... Uh, oh, well, geez, that seems awful. And uh, so that must mean that movie number two won. Movie number two did indeed win. Well, Big J, pack a lunch because you have uh, been no. chosen the longest movie of the bunch by a long shot. You will I didn't be watching choose it. These idiots did. The three and a half hour movie called RRR. What? And it stars three and a half mo- hours? Ram Sharan and SS Rajamuli, who also wrote and directed it. It literally is a brand new Indian film that is the most, I guess, uh, I guess it's the best reviewed Indian film of all time. It's 
also the most profitable Indian film of all time. It made well over $500 million just in India alone and made its way on Netflix. And everybody who's seen it seems to love it. We'll see if you concur with their opinion. RRR or Triple R is the movie that Big J will be watching tonight. If you have enough time, where is it available? It's available on Netflix. You will be watching it, and he will tell us if it's worth our time and it's as good as anybody says. What's the matter with you? Three and a half hours long. Are you saying there's no good movies that are three and a half hours long? There's plenty of good movies, but. All right, well, listen, don't go in with preconceived notions. That's part of the problem. Uh, And see if it is something that Big J does enjoy. So uh, make sure you tune in around this time tomorrow. If you want to play the home game, RRR is the name of the movie. It's available for you to watch on Netflix, and Big J will tell you if it's any good around this time tomorrow. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. We live in a time of great anxiety and stress, my friend, and sometimes we need the basic stuff to make us feel a little bit better. But every once in a while, I come across a story where I'm like, really, that stresses people out? And maybe like two weeks ago, I would have thought that. But now here I am going, I guess I kind of get it. Uh, Fear of missing out can be a thing. You understand, Big J? Yeah. And uh, one thing that I did not think would stress you out because of that particular, I guess, trait is people's cell phones. Specifically, keeping your phone on silent apparently adds to your stress levels if you aren't used to it or it's something that maybe you're scared of missing out on something. And now I am a person that for a majority of the time I have my phone on me or around me, it's almost always on silent because uh, I, I usually I'm by myself and the phone is on me, so it's the best way to notify me of some sort of on incoming, you know, notification or whatever the case may be. Plus, nobody else needs to hear my crap. That's nobody. I mean, that's no fun. I don't like to be disruptive, as it were. But I recently got a new phone, and I had my old phone for seven years. Man, it was a uh, it was my ride or die. And I was, I guess, used to the way things were. And with my new phone, at least I I haven't unlocked all the secrets to it because I've had it for less than a week. Secrets. So I don't know all the bells and whistles of it. And one thing that I did not realize I was so used to on my other phone were visual notifications. Like when I had a text message, there was a little teeny tiny blue light that popped up. And if I had a email, it was a white light. And if I had a, uh, a, a kind of some sort of other notification, there were green lights. You know, there were things that popped up that helped me understand that even if I didn't feel it vibrate, if it was a blinking light, I needed to check my phone. The way that my phone is currently set up, I don't have those lights. There's no way for me to tell if I have missed something unless I actually turn on the screen and see the icon attached to what's happening on my phone while maybe I was away from it or I missed it or whatever. And I have found myself missing messages and emails and text messages that I would have responded to sooner because I knew the notification settings on my phone. So I have felt like I'm missing out on stuff or that I'm doing a bad job communicating because... I have this new phone and I'm still learning it, so I've decided after this email <laughs> that I'm going to try to spend the day, or at least some point of the day, God help me if it takes me all day, to try to find out if there are light notifications that I can access on my phone that I am missing because it. I have noticed myself going, oh man, somebody texted me like two hours ago and I completely missed it. 
And so uh, I feel bad because I haven't gotten back to somebody, etc., etc. So I understand Weird. now where this is coming from. I need, I guess, some sort of multiple because I don't want to turn my phone on, especially here at work or whatever the case may be. So uh, having it on silent is part of my lifestyle. I just need to do that. And so I have to figure out the notification stuff. So I get it. I can understand how keeping your phone on silent can lead to stress and anxiety. Now, it shouldn't be overwhelming, but it can certainly add a couple of levels than where you were. So a story that I would have found goofy two weeks ago, I now relate to uh, America. Kyrie Irving is sticking around with the Brooklyn Nets. There were stories yesterday all over Twitter that said Kyrie had gotten permission from the Nets to look for a sign-and-trade deal, and he was going to opt out, and apparently he did. His agent asked around yesterday, and only the a- the Lakers showed interest in trading for the superstar, but the Nets had absolutely zero interest in what the Lakers were offering back, so uh, instead... Because it was probably Westbrook. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, why would I want that? So instead of the sign and trade, Kyrie opted in to his final year of the contract with the team. Uh, it's so funny, like, you know, it was a difficult decision for him to say yes to $37 million, but he's doing it. He's getting $36.5 million for his final year with the team. Uh, He told The Athletic that he is excited to join the Nets. I'm not sure that's true, but we'll see what ends up happening and how he ends up going. Of course, he didn't play most of the season last year because he refused to get the vaccine. And then the Nets were bounced in the first swept out of the first round of the playoffs after uh, Westberg or Kyrie Irving was having some problems. And, of course, uh, they traded for Simmons, Ben Simmons from the 76ers, who didn't play a single second for them. So they're hoping that they are going to have a better year with all three of them, Durant, Simmons, and Irving on the court next year. But that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. Big J, some news of a former guest of the morning after. Jason Schwartzman is coming to the Hunger Games prequel. Uh, he joins a weird. cast that includes Rachel Zegler. Well, not so weird when you think about what he's doing. Uh, he is going to be playing the Stanley Tucci role uh, of the Hunger Games in the prequel version. So he right. kind of looks yeah. like a young Stanley Tucci. I can see that pulling sure. it off. Yeah. So it does kind of make sense. Although, uh, again, I-, I think I've only seen like 10 minutes of the Hunger Games. No, no interest at all. Well, I, it's not that. I, I mean, I guess they, I, that has to be the case. I mean, I'm not against them. I don't feel like it's you goofy. watched Morbius for God's sake. But again, that was under protest. It was and not Venom a, one and two. <laughs> all three of those movies were not movies that I selected to watch. I was a guest in somebody else's home when those things were happening. Uh, these were not picked out by me. To so, me, the, the the important part of that story is you keep going back to those people's house. <laughs> they do it on purpose, I believe. It's a form of torture. <laughs> but it does lead to uh, funny things, and at least I could say I've seen how... Uh, I'm not just assuming how terrible they are. I am telling you they are terrible. But uh, I don't know... Uh, what role this is going to be or what the timeline is for these prequels or who else is involved or these characters I, from the originals. I've seen them. I don't, I don't know. You have any interest in the prequels? Nah. Is it because there is no Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, yeah, and, it, you know, I mean, they were okay movies, but okay. it wasn't something that caught me like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I think it was more for the people that got into the books. Did you watch all four? No, I, I skipped the last one. Okay. What, wait, you watched the part one of the last one and then watch part two of the last one? I watched the first three that came out. Well, there was one, two, and then Mocking J part one and Mocking J part two. Part, I didn't see part two. You watched part one and then yeah. stopped. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. It's okay. I stopped it near the end of Tomorrow War, too. So, 
Uh, yeah, well, that was a smart, but that's the difference. That's not a, that's not a uh, franchise. Okay. I know when to eject, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Point three, the X rocks. We are headed to Germany for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Ah. And I guess you could call this one, well, what did you expect if you were going for an actual title? Because... A woman, 35 years old, had to head to a German hospital because she had a snake bite, Big J. That sucks, man. Oh, man. What kind of snakes they got there in the Germany? Uh, She said that she was bit by a rattlesnake, and so she knew that she had to go to the hospital because she thinks it was a poisonous rattlesnake, and she needed some anti-venom and stat. So as the woman's condition started to worsen, the hospital staff was like, okay, we got to figure out the Xanadote situation. They did. It was successfully administered, thank goodness. And as she was recovering, police came over and was like, hey, you know, uh, we don't really have a whole hell of a lot of rattlesnakes here in Germany. Um, Certainly not poisonous ones. Would you mind letting us know, you know, where you came in contact with this thing so we can kind of track it down? And she was like, well, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it was at my house. And they're like, "You you have a poisonous rattlesnake at your house? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, she's like, yeah. And they're like, well, that's that's illegal. You you can't do that. So why don't you take us to your home and we will make sure that, one, that you don't get prosecuted for it. But two, we remove it safely so that, you know, you don't get bit by a poisonous rattlesnake again and actually have to end up in the hospital and get an antidote. Uh, so a- as police went to her home, that's when they found Big J. Oh, it just wasn't one rattlesnake that she had that was poisonous. She got a whole den of them. She had 110 poisonous rattlesnakes in her home. 110. Listen, I mean, come on. If you've got 110 rattlesnakes in your house, don't you think you'd have some anti-venom laying around? I don't know how difficult that is to get a hold of, but you're right. You would think. Here's what makes it even more egregious. Not a single one of the snakes were housed in appropriate terrariums. They weren't contained in any kind of, like, you know, way that you would keep a snake. They were just living about the house? I don't... It doesn't say the exact living conditions of it, but that's what it makes me assume. Like, they had run of the place, and it's like, well, hang on a second. Like, first of all, my first thought was, hey, listen, if you've got 110 snakes that are poisonous that are just rolling around, and this is your first incident, I mean, I guess you're doing something right, right? I yeah. mean, you're living among, I mean, I don't know if you're the Beastmaster, but you're living among them pretty, you know, nice. I mean, I don't think I'd ever fall asleep. Yeah, so, no. Ha- handlers had to be called to have the snakes uh, trapped and then impounded and removed safely without getting bit. And uh, that's like nightmare fuel to me. Uh, they don't really go into detail as to why this was happening. Don't know if she was a breeder or whatever the case may be. But, you know... Say what you will about pet snakes. Apparently, having one is not okay. 110, that also, might be an addition. I didn't know there was such thing as a non-venomous rattlesnake. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know. Uh, well, maybe not all of them are rattlesnakes. Maybe some of them are just snakes. But she had 110 Jeez. different snakes. And many of them were poisonous and rattlesnakes. So there was a lot of illegal activity going on there. A lot of reptile dysfunction, if you will. And so she was dealing with that. And had to go to the hospital, but they cleaned out the snake den. So, another terrifying case of nightmare fuel yeah. going on over there no, in Germany. Snake skins just laying about. <laughs> oh, just very, very creepy. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. 
It's always nice when we can have an opportunity to say thank you and make sure that you, our collective X-Rock audience, know that the things that you do, the stuff that you guys uh, do online does not go unnoticed because uh, yesterday gives us a good opportunity to talk about this again. We announced the fact that we are having an X-Fest Battle of the Bands, right? It's going to happen on uh, July 29th at the Revolution Concert House and Event Center. We're looking for a local band to open up X-Fest 22 on August. August 21st at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater. Uh, we have a very strong connection with local music. It's important to us to give local artists exposure. Uh, local rock bands and metal bands are a big reason why we have the success that we have, and we don't want to take that for granted. So when we were putting together X-Fest, we made it very important uh, to say, hey, listen, it's very important to us that we are able to add a band to this particular lineup to one, make it, you know, really an X-Fest, and number two, give back a little bit to some of those people that uh, do so much for us. And so we we announced kind of like the, the initial process of getting uh, people and bands involved if they wanted to open up for X-Fest, uh, a couple of hurdles that needed to be uh, jumped over in order to do that. And you always hope that people are listening and you get some sort of response, but to say we were overwhelmed by the day one <laughs> entries would be an understatement as we rolled out at 10 o'clock in the morning the form on xrock.com in order to uh, actually get your band in the running for the five slots that are going to be in the Battle of the Bands. And I kid you not, Big J, uh, we are less than 24 hours away from when we made that announcement and certainly less than 24 hours away from bands could sign up. We had 57 band entries in the first day uh, alone. And we have until uh, the next Friday for bands to actually put in for the uh, the ability to get chosen for the Battle of the Band. So there's plenty more days to go. But uh, I, a, every time I moved around, there was an email coming in from one of the many fantastic local bands that wanted an opportunity to do this. So uh, let me just say, number one, thank you. I mean, it, it's always incredible when we get that kind of response to something, to know that people are interested in being a part of something that we do. It's always appreciated. And I, I don't ever want to make it seem like we're ungrateful for something like that because it's just not true we we are very lucky to have the success that we have we're very lucky to have the staying power that we have and to have as many people interested in the shows that we put on and want to be a part of it is is a blessing in this business there's no doubt about it but it also kind of goes to show you i think um how hard the station has worked over the last you know 15 years to make sure that we are integrated in the local music scene and making sure we give those that are in that music scene uh some credit that they certainly deserve for uh whether it's a hobby or it's a profession Mm -hmm. the the work that they put into making great rock music here in the treasure valley it's incredibly important to us and so it was not what i had expected it was uh, way more than i thought was going to happen on the first day and i know there's more to come so I just wanted to take the moment to go, wow, we were really overwhelmed by the response, and it means the world to us. We we know how much work goes into this kind of stuff, and it's going to make it very hard for us to just choose five bands that are going to play this lineup. We're not yeah. looking forward to that decision. No, it's... Uh... 
Not, uh, I don't know. We're gonna have to hunker down and uh, have like a pizza party or something. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Have, the committee is going to have to do some throwing work. things at each other. Way. Yes, it's going to be very, very, very hard, and uh, that's why it's not just one person making these decisions. It's a group of people because we all have connections, we all have friends, we all have all kinds of stuff that are going to have to. You know, we're gonna have to make some very difficult decisions because we know more yeah. than five people in bands. It's just the way that. Yeah. This world works, so it's going to be we, tough. We are the uh, the music Illuminati. <laughs> I hope it works out better for us than it did in uh, Multiverse of Madness. I'll put it that way. Anything will. Uh, I suppose you're right. Uh, so uh, thank you again. A reminder to local bands. You know the deadline is next Friday. It's not even this Friday. It's next Friday. So you still have plenty of time to put together or decide if you can play the two dates and want to get yourself in the running. But just know the form is right there on the front page of xrock.com. Click it, enter it, or check out our social media pages. You can also share it that way, which is where a lot of the interest was garnered too as well. I think. And we don't take that for granted either. The fact that yeah. you guys, you know, take part in our social media and interact with it and actually, you know, communicate with us, that's important to us as well. Yeah, and I mean, that's something that happens on a weekly basis. Randy and Exclusive, I mean, that's what Exclusive is all about. And uh, and so we, we've appreciated that, uh, as always, through all the uh, different hosts that have been a part of Exclusive and, and the relationship that we have with these bands and these musicians and these people who become friends and all kinds of crazy weird life uh ups and downs it's awesome it is so make sure if you're in a band or you know somebody in a band let them know we're looking we have plenty of them in the the hopper but listen we want to make sure everybody who wants the possibility of doing this has a chance to put in for it so check out the social medias check out xrock.com and we will uh continue to check out those emails and we appreciate all of them coming in thank you on the morning after with nick and big J. Snoring can be a real problem in relationships, Big J. Usually yeah. one person does it and the other person drives them absolutely crazy. Which is why it was pretty big news when yesterday the University of Pennsylvania released the results on a 25-year sleep-slash-snoring study. And they uh, basically were able to give some tips that don't cost you any kind of money that you can do that actually, according to their research, does help reduce snoring now first of all uh they found in postmenopausal women there is a pill that they can take called hrt that can help with snoring and sleep apnea so that's always good but there are a couple of things that you can do at home regardless if you're man woman or child that can help you without snoring before you go to bed their first thing the found that they found was tongue exercises specifically pushing the tip of your tongue against your hard palate on the roof of your mouth and then sliding the tongue back for about five minutes before you go to sleep, they found it reduces snoring by 59%. That's a pretty big deal. The other thing that they noticed, a 49% reduction in snoring, is if you sing for five minutes before you go to bed. They don't know if this kind of like loosens up your vocal cords or something, but they found that those were the two best exercises that you can do if you want to stop snoring or not snore as much in the evenings uh by the way alcohol does definitely make snoring worse so is sleeping on your back those are the two things that you can do to increase snoring 
Now, decreasing it is entirely up to you. You had a couple of trips. Yeah, who wants to increase it? Nobody does. But there were some rumors going around that, hey, man, if you drink, it, it helps you pass out, and therefore you don't snore. No, alcohol actually makes it worse. Yeah, or you drown to death. <laughs> Wait, you're not supposed to be drinking while you're sleeping. No, and then you pass out and throw up. I see. Choking on your own vomit. Yeah. Major League Baseball on Monday suspended 12 players and coaches between the Angels and Mariners after a ball brawl broke out between the two teams on Sunday. Phil Nevin of the Angels got it the worst 10-game suspension, while Mariners outfielder Jesse Winkler was suspended for seven. Uh, shortstop J.P. Crawford and Ryan Tapera and Andrew Wants all suspended for three games as Major League Baseball handed down some pretty significant punishments after the 17-minute brawl on Sunday. I wouldn't hold my breath, but, you know, everybody's doing a bunch of press for Thor, Love, and Thunder, you understand? Yeah. And so that means Christian Bale gets cornered, and they start asking him about, hey, man, welcome back to the comic book universe. He's like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Right. Uh, he, uh, they asked him about, hey, would you, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people coming back to play Batman. You know, Michael Keaton's back in the Flash movie, Ben Affleck's in the Flash movie, if it actually ever comes out. What about Christian Bale getting back under the cowl? And he said he would actually be down to return as Batman, but on one condition, only if Christopher Nolan is back as the director. Uh, he did ask by, he was asked by Screen Rant about reprising the role, and he said, quote, now, I want to be absolutely clear, nobody, absolutely nobody is talking to me about it. Nobody's brought it up, but I'm just answering your question. If Chris is on board, I'm on board, and that's where it ended. Now, Christopher Nolan has also been on the record several times saying he's done with Batman, so unless... I think uh, Christopher Nolan needs a couple of bombs at the box office. And uh, then maybe, just maybe, it could come back to the fold. But I don't think we'll be seeing it anytime soon. But Christian says he's up to it. Would you be up to them? Or did it end on a sour enough note that you don't want to see The Dark Knight Rises? Sour enough? Oh, people hated the end of The Dark Knight. Oh, well, those people are idiots. Rises, I should say. Uh, not the Dark Knight so much. I did not so uh, hate it at all. You didn't mind the faking no. of the death and the uh, the escaping of the... And the, yeah. The, 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 but then again, don't forget also, if they're following the Dark Knight Rises, he ain't Batman anymore, bro. You know what I mean? He has left that behind and Robin is now Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they can't write anything to fix any of that. You're right. <laughs> well, I mean, the, my it's point... stuck there. My point is he had kind of passed on the Batman mantle, I guess is my point. Yeah, and then things can go awry. Sure. Uh, and there could be two Batmans, right? Why not? I mean, listen, we're in, a, we're, in, we're in the world of the multiverse. Anything could possibly happen. But uh, I don't think it's going to anytime soon. Do you think you're going to see him again as Batman? Uh, probably not, because unless Christopher Nolan's like, I want to make a movie that people will understand plainly. Yeah, he's not interested in that. <laughs> Morning After with no, Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got a show tonight uh, or later this afternoon. Have everyone to look at it, I guess. Dirty Head, Soja, a couple other bands opening up out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. And yes, it's going to be hot, but it's the perfect kind of day to be out in the grass watching a show like this. And uh, as Nick said before, maybe uh, some secondhand stuff. Who knows? Uh, either way, it's going to be something that you're going to be at if you beat Nick and Pop Culture Smackdown. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003. The catch is you do have to swing by here before 4 o'clock today to pick up these tickets to go to the Dirty Head Show tonight. But if you would like to do that, then now would be the time to get on the phone and play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Hello, the X. Hey, this is Dennis. All right, Dennis, you're up first, man. Good luck. Mel Brooks' movie Spaceballs was a satire of what famous movie trilogy? 
Mel Brooks baseball? Mel Brooks movie Spaceballs was a satire of what famous oh. movie trilogy? Star Wars. Star right. Wars. Uh, Nick, we're accustomed to hearing the phrase, may the force be with you, but how did it change in Spaceballs? Uh, may the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with you. Right. Yes, happy birthday, Mel Brooks. Uh, this actor starred in the 90s movie Gross Point Blank about an assassin who decided to attend his high school reunion. Who was that star? Uh, you kind of broke up there for a second. Can you say Did it again? No, Sorry, actually, man. you broke up, but that's okay. I broke up. This actor <laughs> starred in the 90s movie Gross Point Blank about an assassin who decided to attend his high school reunion. The do-over? The do-over. No, we're looking for an actor. The actor or the uh, star the actor oh. of Gross Point Blank. Gross Point Blank in the 90s about an assassin who decided to attend his high school reunion. Chevy Chase. It is not Chevy Chase. Way past so Chevy that Chase. that would have been fun. Hello, The X. As well. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Here's Big J with your question. This actor starred in the 90s movie Gross Point Blank about an assassin who decided to attend his high school reunion. John Cusack. I want my $2. <laughs> Different movie, but good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that same year, Nick, uh, that Gross Point Blank was released, Cusack starred in another hit movie as U.S. Marshal Vince Larkin. Name the movie. Con Air. Yeah, Con Air right. is right. Uh, let's see. Wayne, if you wanted to see the Mona Lisa painting in person, what museum would you have to go to see it? The Louvre. Right. The Louvre is correct. Nick, what is the only Harry Potter film not to feature Voldemort? Well, I don't know if I can name all eight. I'm guessing as we get... But I think in in the one that I saw, which was the first one, isn't he in, like, the back of somebody's head? Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, but that's the only one that I saw, so I'm going to say Sorcerer's Stone. That is incorrect. Right. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. It's wrong. Uh, What was the right answer? Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Azkaban. (laughs) Azkaban? I don't know. You're acting like I I know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, That is clear. Congratulations, man. You got yourself tickets to Dirty Heads tonight at the Idaho Center. Please hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those and make sure you're all set. I think I'm right. I think he is in the back of somebody's head, although it's not Ray Fiennes. It's a really bad CGI version of whatever they thought the character was going to be. And he's in the back of somebody's head in the movie that I did see. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines are next on the X Rocks. With Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Sell, sell, sell. How cute. And oh, okay. Uh, how cute. You ever heard of Frank Lloyd Wright, Big J? Frank Lloyd Wright. That name? No, no. Really? Uh, Probably one of the best-known architects in American history. Oh, my bad. Uh, he... (laughs) Now you know? No. Oh, really? What am I supposed to know? Architects and the great things that they do? I've never been interested in architecture. Well, I mean, I guess, I suppose. I just thought that maybe it was something you picked up in school. Maybe it's a Wisconsin thing. He, He was born in Wisconsin. He's a very big deal. You learn about him growing up. There's a lot of houses and stuff that he designs in and around the area. And he has also designed some of the most iconic buildings in American history, which is maybe where you have come across him. But... 
Uh, I bet you didn't know he also designed a doghouse, just to kind of show you how different time has become. Back in 1956, a young dude from California named Jim Berger wrote the architect and thought it would be funny to ask him to create a small little doghouse for his Labrador. Uh, believe it or not, in 1956, Frank Lloyd Wright wrote back Jim and said, Absolutely, dude. Totally my honor. I'll build your dog a doghouse. The result was a four-square-foot doghouse with a triangular structure, low-pitched roof, but very much a flink Frank Lloyd Wright-designed home. In the end, uh, the Labrador did not like the doghouse and preferred to sleep in the house, but now you can check out the only doghouse that Frank Lloyd Wright ever designed. It's on display at the Marin County Civic Center. It's the smallest house, period, that he ever designed, and it's a very big deal and apparently just something that he decided to do because some kid wrote him a letter, which is, again, uh, shows you what a very different time it was back in 1956. If you ask the celebrity to do anything for you now at this point via snail mail, they probably never get it or uh, completely ignore you one of the two. So cool to see even cooler that he did it for free and then sent him this house and now you can see it for yourself if you're so inclined so cool things can happen back in the day yeah sell 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 or oh okay sell 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 i do not pretend to be an investor nor do i know a lot about cryptocurrency but this probably isn't a good sign for it there was a crypto-themed burger joint in los angeles the the whole idea behind the business was they would only accept cryptocurrency for their food. It was a way to kind of uh, look towards the future. Well, Big J, they've stopped accepting cryptocurrency altogether. They're now a regular cash or credit only restaurant. It's called Bored and Hungry, and they basically uh, spent, uh, according to the owner, about $500,000 uh, buying NFTs of that bored ape that you see everywhere. And they designed a restaurant around it, but now uh, they weren't able to cash in all the cryptocurrency that they were taking in. And the crash of the cryptocurrency over the last couple of months has led basically their burgers to be sold for cents on the dollar, which is not a great way to keep your business in business, if that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, they have decided to, uh, despite the theme of the restaurant and it still being kind of crypto themed, they will no longer accept cryptocurrency for their food. You now have to pay them actual money if you want to eat there. Uh, so customers were very happy and, of course, lining up if they had cryptocurrency because it was so cheap to eat there the last couple of weeks. They have been losing money hand over fist and they no longer want that to be a thing. So unfortunately... That's probably not a good sign for cryptocurrency. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agreed. How's your doing, by the way? Have you checked on it recently? You still have it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I still. I think it's now down to like two dollars that, that I have. <laughs> well, listen, you ain't twelve dollars. All right, I have twelve dollars. Right. Give me my twelve dollars. Wrapped it up with oh, okay. Uh, we didn't have a chance to talk about this, but last week the Ohio State University, Big J, has officially been given the trademark. For the word the. If you've watched any kind of football over the last couple of years, you know the university began using the uh, as the way to distinguish itself from other universities with the same initials as OSU. And so they decided it would be a good idea to now make a bunch of money on just the word the. So believe it or not, if you go to the Ohio State uh, bookstore, you can now buy t-shirts with just the word the on it, and they're allowed to sell those and make a ridiculous amount of money for it. How are they spelling that? Uh, traditional spelling, my friend, of the word the. Uh, is there another spelling that you know of? Well, see, here's the thing, because it's confusing. Sometimes people refer to it as the Ohio State. Sure. 
You can say it either so, way. Pronunciation does not matter. So they, the trademark carries They on. trademark T-H-E. Yes, they trademark T-H-E. Uh, they make more than $12.5 million already on t-shirts with just that word on it. And now it will be an opportunity for the university to put it on other branded things and also prevent other people from using it on stuff just by itself so that they are the only ones to profit on that particular word. Seems crazy to me that you can trademark a three-letter word that is part of everyday conversation, but... Uh, yeah, how can they own that? I do not know. Here's the weird thing, is they were literally... It, it could have been done much, much earlier, but they were battling it out with, like, Mark Jacobs or some sort of fashion designer that also was trying to trademark the word the... And Ohio State ended up beating them out or came to an agreement or something to pay him a bunch of money so that he would stop going after the trademark. So now it's just Ohio State's. So, uh, uh, America. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on all the stuff. Full beat here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I tell you what, Big J, we sure do think a lot of ourselves, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we really do. And according to this survey, 60%, 60% of Americans think they have what it takes to be an action movie star, of course, with the right training and resources. Oh, okay. Uh, I wonder what resources people think that would be. I don't know. That's a great question. Plastic surgery? Uh, the survey also found that one in three Americans believe action movies have, a, have an impact on their uh, fitness goals, and nearly 50% believe they they could do well on competitive shows like Wipeout or the classic series Double Dare. Let's put some realistic numbers to that, okay? Uh, general population, how many people percentage-wise do you think would actually, let's just start with the easier of the two, which is perform well on shows like Wipeout? What percentage? Yeah, because already you know uh, that, like, I don't know, 5% of the people that actually make it on the show end up doing well. So how many people would actually do well yeah, percentage-wise? Like 10%? Tops. Tops. Absolutely 100%. We're topping out at 10%. And that yeah, is for, the, and that's from mediocre to good right. to, you know, amazing. Like, I feel like everybody... And now, granted, that that's like, you know, anybody who even considers being on, like, uh, American Ninja Warrior could all do pretty well on Wipeout, I'm guessing. But, yeah. like, the average American, no bleeping way. Are you going to be able to run through By that way, obstacle wipeout course? Wipeout's not real. Uh, without doubling over and uh, screaming and crying. Wipeout's not real? I don't think that's real. I think that's all acting. Uh, you think it's acting? Yeah. How do you mean? Yeah, I don't think that. Th this is a different discussion. Different discussion. Okay. All right. Let's table the wipeout discussion for another time. Wonderful. You started it. But then how about now? How many people would be in the world of an action movie star? I mean, you know, think, I mean, the 1% tops. Maybe even that because aside from the luck and and the, the the who do you have to know type of thing to be put into a position to be able to do that, the sacrifice and just the work that that goes into it. I mean, it, just watch Dwayne Johnson's Instagram page about how much work he's doing. His whole life is molded around uh, just you know his body and working out. It's a temple, and it has to be that way. And there's only so many people in this world that are crazy enough to be able to do that. Well, first of all, I mean, listen, if we're being generous. Just take action movies, period. Like, it's a different era than it was back in the 80s, where there yeah. were actual action movie stars. Now, there's maybe five people in the world that are bankable 
action stars, period. There are lots of people that have range that have been in action movies, absolutely, but there's like five well, people that are action let's, stars. Let's think about it. Even when we were kids in the 80s, there was only a few. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, what I'm like saying. Van like, Damme, I mean, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Seagal. Seagal. I mean, that's Bruce it. Willis later in the 80s. Yes. And and really, that's, that's I mean, really, whoever popped up in the Expendables franchise at some point was an action star. And even that is debatable once you get in deeper into the movies. So, I mean, it's one of those deals where it's just not as prevalent as you think it is. And there ain't no way 60 percent of us could even pull that off. You don't have the looks. You don't have the body. Yeah. You don't have the the uh, range. You don't have the ability to pull it all off. It's just way harder than we think. I mean, it's not, maybe it's not that hard to be a movie, a person that's in movies if you adapt yourself to it, but it's hard to get those gigs, it's hard to keep those gigs, and it's hard to be bankable, and so I guess it's nice that we all have the confidence that we can do it, but the reality of the situation is yeah. you know Now people can. use that confidence to get a job. Yeah. Exactly. Because you're loser dreamers. Put that actual like ego and real self, uh, you know, affirmation into something that's tangible and that you can do. And boy, oh boy, are we on the right track. Yeah. I mean, listen, after all the years I've spent training in martial arts, for me not to even come close to getting a gig, right. it's ridiculous. I mean, just look at Big J uh, at this point. He's dedicated his life to action movies, really. And what's he doing? On the radio. See? Getting fat. Not as easy. Er. Getting. Morning After with Nick and Big <laughs> J. Your bad impressions are next on the X Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho pre- uh, sent the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And we have tickets to Dirty Heads tonight out at uh, Ford Idaho Theater. Ah. Oh, no. Ah. oh no! Out of the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater Dirty Heads. We got your tickets here. If I can even figure out what I'm saying you will win tickets. Derailed early. It just went sideways. 208-287-1003. That's our phone number. If you need tickets to tonight's show, you got to swing by before 4 o'clock to pick these up. But if that is something that you would like to do, then great, man. we got a pair of tickets for you. you just got to figure out who Big J's trying to be with Bad Impressions, which works like this. Three clues revolving around somebody famous. Figure out who that person is. Tickets are yours. Hello, The X. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? What's your name? I'm Jimmy. Hold on, I got to turn on that radio. God bless you, sir. Good job. All right, go for it. I'm a genius. In fact, currently, I may be the person who has the most knowledge in the world about manufacturing. Hello? You there? Hello? Hello? About yeah. what? Huh? Are you? Uh, I'm a genius. I have, I have all the knowledge about what? Manufacturing. Okay. Okay, next one. Just because I'm the richest person in the world doesn't mean I can buy Twitter without some due diligence. Uh, okay, next one. Rick and Morty love calling me Elon Tusk. Okay, Elon, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bam, it's all it takes, yeah, my man. Good job. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those dirty heads tickets. So why is Elon Musk in the news? Well, it's his birthday today. All right. I wonder if he celebrates. He doesn't even have a house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. He is an eccentric dude. I don't know what he does. I, I don't think dude. he's buying Twitter anymore. So I don't well, know what's happening. He's trying to buy Twitter, but you know the, the problem, the holdup is uh, trying to get Twitter's actual value based on the real 
people like yourself, Nick, and me who are on Twitter mm-hmm. and not the pretend wannabe spam bots. Yeah, it's a tough number to come. I don't even. I don't know if it's even possible to get an accurate. Well, that number. that is the problem is uh, is getting that, which is, you know, problematic in itself that it can't be controlled. Right. So. Uh, plus, I mean, you know, not only that, but let's be honest. I mean, it was a completely comical number that was extremely overvalued than what it was worth. It probably wasn't serious to begin with. Yeah. And so there's all these factors thrown into the equation it's a weird situation but hey man uh publicity is what it's all for and at the end of the day that's what he got so it just probably made him even more rich than he already is agree or disagree big j yeah agree and he wins morning after with nick and big j we wrap up the show here next on the x rocks five finger death punch after life wrapping up the morning after with nick and big j here on the X, thank you very much for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. You guys selected a nice, long, ridiculously crazy long foreign film for Big J to watch today on Netflix called Triple R. He will watch all of it in its entirety, no, and then he will report true. back to us, you better, uh, around 6.50 or so tomorrow to let you know if it's worth your time or not. Also, we had a chance to give away some Dirty Heads tickets for tonight's show. Hopefully, those that won have a fantastic time out there as the outdoor concert series really starts to kick in and spread itself around. We got one on Saturday as well at Expo Idaho. That Badflower Royal Bliss show is outside. You better believe it. So we are going to have ourselves some fun as summer kicks in here in the Treasure Valley. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Oh, uh, we've we've got we finally gotten to the end of society. Nick. Oh, great! Uh, check this out. KFC uh, has uh, thrown down with some new finger sports. What does that mean? You know what a spork is, right? I am well aware of what a spork is. All right, is. so these are—it's <laughs> a spork that you that has uh, like a, a hollowed a thing at the end, so you can put it on your finger. Why so would you need a to finger do that? Spork, so you can use your finger as the as the spork. That's disgusting, and we are doomed. Why would you need that? What What are you digging into that you need? Hi, your I'm finger? Edward Sporkhands. I mean, oh man, what, what? all the mac and cheese. What, is there anything that you eat with your finger these days? Unless you're no. eating like sauce or gravy. No, no, no. Like, it, I mean, it's, what is, it's like the actual spork. I get it. Instead but like, of gripping the the spork with your hand, right. you used your finger. But and ideally, then, that would mean that you would need it to get into a finger-like location that a normal spork wouldn't get into. Yeah, I think they're going here with finger-licking good. I see. Well, I don't like it. Uh, finger-licking spork and good. We need to do less finger-licking, if uh, you ask me, around uh, everywhere. So, uh, plus, don't forget, remember they dropped that because of COVID, remember? They well, hey, baby, get, they wanted that's to get over. Out of the, yeah, uh, I've got news for everybody. Uh, they wanted to get out of the finger-licking business because it was a bad idea to do so. So, uh, I guess they're diving back in with both it's- feet. You know what's sad is that uh, I find these stories and then uh, I decide to uh, make you know not 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 make them my homepage but save the the pages like this is from a a a, a, a shoot off of the AV Club called the Takeout okay so it's a, it's a digital magazine dedicated just to fast food news. Oh, and I see, and that's where you get all I'm this sick. stuff from them? <laughs> yes. If that is bookmarked, you probably I'm have sick, got problems. Nick. I'm so sick. Uh, morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. Jason Drew is coming in here next. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.